the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we are serving in Wesley Chapel in Tampa and Brandon in our newest location in St. Pete along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation. We're honored to serve the listening audience of Tampa Bay's Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 WTBN. Let's pray this great morning. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King. It is to you we give thanks. It is to you we give the glory. We praise you and acknowledge you. Lord, this is a great day that you have made, and we're rejoicing and we're glad in it. Oh, Lord, let the love of Messiah grow deeper and deeper in our hearts as we deal with the things of this world and, and the upside-downness of, of many people's ideas, oh, Lord. But we pray, we pray for your salvation, your deliverance for these people and that they would come to know you, and they would turn from their sins and receive you. So, Lord, as we speak today about what seems to be a hot topic, I ask, Lord, that you would touch our hearts and that we would hear the heart of the Messiah this day. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. And what hot topic is that? <laughs> Israel, Israel. You know, it's Israel Independence uh, this past week and uh, the celebration of. And so we'll be talking about Israel uh, in a couple moments. You know, we're really, when we talk about Israel, you've got to remember it's really about God's faithfulness, his power, his manifestations, his glory. And so Israel it was created by God, for God, and for his people. So it's all about God, even though we'll be talking about Israel. Amen? Okay. Um, also, I just want to thank those of you from especially the radio listening audience who came to the March of Remembrance, and especially those who introduced yourselves. That was a blessing to me. And um, I just want to report that it was an excellent march. We had uh, probably close to 400 people, not the thousand that we were praying for, but maybe that's next year. About a hundred of those people went into the Holocaust Museum at the end. And I just think 
that uh, we pleased God by our faithfulness and, and, and saying that we would not keep silent. Well, uh, I want to also mention to you that coming up this Friday and Saturday uh, at Sharesh David, Marty Getz will be a leading worship. And if you've never heard Marty, it's time to come. So May 1st, he will be in our St. Pete congregation. May 2nd, he will be in our Tampa congregation. That's Friday night, Saturday morning. And if you would call Karen, she'll give you directions or whatever you need in terms of information. So her phone number in the office is 813-831-5673. And also, you can call her. If you would like to receive um, some links to some great DVDs on Israel and an outline of the history of Israel, uh, that would be terrific. Uh, we would love to send it out to you. And now um, I want to remind you that each week we want to count the Omer. And so today which is Sunday, April 26th, is the 22nd day of counting the Omer. Baruch atad na'i Eloheinu melech halom, asher kedishanu b'mitzvotav v'tzivanu al sifarat ha'omer. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and has commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the first day of the fourth week, and day... Number 22, I have counted the Omer. Isaiah 26.3 says, You keep in perfect peace one whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And the thought that I had was actually a quote from Mother Teresa. She said, Peace begins with a smile. Hmm. So again, some of this peace is up to us, wouldn't you agree? And then I wrote, the amount of peace that shows on your face depends on your ability to trust God even during difficult times. And the challenge for today is how much peace do you have in your life? Secondly, if you don't have peace, are you doing anything to get it? And three, right ideas on what you can do to trust God more so you can enter into his rest. And you might want to look at Psalm 37, 7 through 9. And that is counting the Omer. Well, you know, I'd like to start when we're talking about Israel today. I, I want to talk about uh, Scripture first. We're going to look at two aspects of Israel we're going to look at the scriptural reasons for Israel, and then we're going to look at the historical Israel. And both really, I believe, are important. And you really need to know both if you're going to answer people in terms of the uh, the understanding of why Israel. And then there's a whole nother subject, and that would be, which we probably won't hit in the next two weeks, but it's a great subject, why the church should support Israel. But hopefully you'll get a little of that as we go along. Well, first, you've got to start with Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country 
from your family and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God promised right from the beginning a land to Abram and the descendants of Abram. And uh, so it gets a little more specific when we look at Genesis twelve seven. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. Now in Genesis fifteen eighteen, we say th- we see this. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, To your descendants I have given this land, from the river of Egypt as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. Now, I wish we, this was, this is the one time I wish we were on TV, because I would show you the map. And the map would be from the Nile River to the river Euphrates. That is a lot of land, my friend, that God has promised to Abram. I don't know when this land is coming to Israel, but uh, I know that they have a tiny portion of what God has promised. Well, what else do we have here? Genesis 17, 7 to 8. I am establishing my covenant between me and you, along with your descendants after you, generation after generation, as an everlasting covenant to be God for you and for your descendants after you. I will give you and your descendants after you the land in which you are now foreigners, all the land of Canaan, as a permanent possession, and I will be their God. Look, how many times does God have to say everlasting? If there were no more Jewish people in the world, I guess then God would not be telling the truth. But he preserved the Jewish people and preserved the land, and in 1948 brought the two together. This is a miracle of God. This is the power of God to say something 3,000, 3,500 years before it happens. Put it in the greatest book that has ever been read, and then we see that the manifestation of this in 1948, boy, do we live in amazing times. Genesis 28, 13, And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give it to you and to your descendants. How many times does God have to say this? What do you think? Well, you know, uh, there are certainly many other places. We see... um, Deuteronomy, 
uh, 30, 1 through 6, talks about the blessings. So it shall be when all of these things have come upon you, the blessings and the curse which I have set before you, and you call them to mind in all nations where the Lord God has banished you. Okay, so God said he, he banished the, the people of Israel to all the nations. And then it says, And you return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and soul, according to all I command you today, you and your sons. Then the Lord your God will restore you from captivity and have compassion on you and will gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. If your outcasts are at the ends of the earth, from there the Lord your God will gather you, and from there he will bring you back. The Lord your God will bring you into the land which your father possessed, and you shall possess it, and he will prosper you and multiply you more than your father's. Okay, we see some great promises in these blessings, these prophetic promises in Deuteronomy 30, 1 through 6, about uh, going to the four corners of the earth, but coming back, and that God will have uh, us possess the land, and he'll prosper, and he'll multiply us. And these things have been happening miraculously, miraculously. You know, some people feel that God is through with Israel, but of course that's uh, answered in Romans 3, 3 and 4. What then? If some did not believe, their unbelief will nullify the faithfulness of God, will it? May it never be. Come on, smile a little here. God is so faithful because he's faithful to the Jewish people. He's faithful to you as well. He continues to say in Romans eleven twenty nine, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable for just as you once were disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience. So these also now have been disobedient, that because of the mercy shown to you, they also may be shown mercy. For God has shut up all in disobedience, so that he may show mercy to all. I mean, doesn't, doesn't that put a smile on your face, that God is a merciful God? There's so many places where God talks about the land and God talks about bringing people back to the land. And there's certain prophecies that have been fulfilled and certain prophecies that have not been fulfilled and certain prophecies where half of them have been fulfilled. Let's look at Ezekiel 36, verse 22. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, I do not do this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which you have profaned among the nations, wherever you went. And I will sanctify my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst. And the nations shall know that I am the Lord." says the Lord God, when I am hallowed in you before their eyes. 
Oh my goodness, what a challenge. Verse 24, For I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you. So here's an example. You know, I really believe that God has done this. He's brought us out of all the countries into our own land, and now this part hasn't been done yet. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. Look, as much as I want to celebrate Israel and celebrate the people of Israel as, as the people of God, right now they are as terrible in terms of their faith in God, as we are here in the United States. It's it's sin, constant sin, which is abounding both here and in Israel. But you know where sin abounds, God's grace abounds even more, and so he's going to clean us up. And it says, I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Verse 26, moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove a heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will be careful to observe my ordinances. You will live in the land that I gave your forefathers. So you will be my people and I will be your God. Oh, God is so passionate. He's so passionate for for his holiness, for us to be transformed, for us to to see his promises fulfilled, and, and for us to be the disciples that he's called us to be. And and it it, it just I mean, as I read this, it it, it just amazes me. Doesn't it? Doesn't it amaze you as well? So we see all these different scriptures having to do with Israel. I mean, here, look at Joel 3, 2. I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Then I will enter into judgment with them there on behalf of my people and my inheritance, Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, and they have divided up my land. Boy, that is powerful. That's an indictment upon all the nations, all the nations who have come against Israel. And you can say that the United States is still a friend of Israel, but boy, it is changing quickly. And so there are very, very few countries left on the face of this earth, and you can see this in the United Nations, that are friends of Israel. Let me read this again to you. This is Joel 3.2. Study it for yourself. I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Then I will enter into judgment with them, There, on behalf of my people and my inheritance, Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, and they have divided up my land. Wow. Wow. 
Zechariah 2, 10 through 12. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. For behold, I am coming, and I will dwell in your midst, says the Lord. Many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day, and they shall become my people. And I will dwell in your midst. And then you'll know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. And the Lord will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in the Holy Land and will again choose Jerusalem. Zechariah 12.3 And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a heavy stone for all peoples. All who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. Look, when God has something to tell us, he doesn't tell us just in one place. He tells us in many places. And my question to you as my listening audience, you know, I really am blessed that you listen to me each week. But my challenge to you today is, is this going to happen on your watch? Is Israel going to become an enemy to the United States on your watch? What can you do? Look, we can keep talking about this every week. What can you do? You can write to your Congress people. You can get on talk shows. You can write editorials in newspapers. You can march. You can speak at your church. You can have us come and speak at your church about Israel. And uh, look, we enjoy going to churches and sharing God's prophetic nature because this is showing his power and his faithfulness. And so this message isn't just for Jewish people. This message is for the church And if the church does not wake up in this country like it didn't wake up, as we talked about last week, in Germany, it will, the government will become too strong, the church will be too weak, and we will see the very same things happen in this country that happened in in Germany. You know, we cannot be arrogant people people of God. It's, it says in Romans 11, three times to the Gentile church, do not be arrogant according, you know, concerning my Jewish people. Three times. Study it yourself. So I challenge you this day to get passionate about this subject. This subject matters. It is one of the big subjects of our time as believers. So, will you rise to the occasion? Will you join me and become activists for the Lord? Will you? Well, next week I'll go over the 20th century history with a little more background of Israel and give you some great reports. Will we see you? This Friday and Saturday, come visit us at Sharesh David, May 1st 
at St. Pete, we have Marty Getz leading worship, and you will just be amazed uh, at, at him. He's amazing. May 2nd, he comes to Tampa, our Tampa congregation. If you would like to get information about this, times and everything else, call at 813-831-5673. I'd also love to send you some great links to DVDs about Israel, and I also want to send you an outline of the history and the script, uh, the scriptures that I've used today. So call at 813-831-5673. Well, blessings to you, and let us pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah, so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.